Welcome to One Good Idea. I sit down with my sister Malin today. We're going to talk about starting a business, the misconception and tips that we want to give you about how to do it well. We've made some mistakes as we got started early in our 20s and we're still in our early 20s, but we just wanted to go ahead and give you guys some misconceptions and tips to help you get where you want to go. Tonight, we are going to talk about some misconceptions about owning a small business. We're just going to go through some of the things that Maddie and I have noticed as mistakes that I think we've probably made. Um, And owning a small business, we're just going to talk a little bit about these mistakes and what kind of uh, we would hope other people would do so that they wouldn't make the mistakes that we made. So Maddie, why don't you go ahead and start out with your first one? Yeah. Yeah. Some things that we noticed, I think both of us being young business owners, um, we thought going into this that, you know, how great it was going to be to own our own business. We get to make our own schedule. Like we don't have to work like all of our friends who are doing this nine to five desk job who hate their lives and like, you know, sedentary all the time. We thought, oh my goodness, if we can own our own business, we get to make our own schedule. We get to do what we want. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions or like ideas, uh, perceptions that we had of, of owning our, our own business. Cause yes, you're right. You do get to make your own schedule, but that means that you, you know, you have to cover for people who aren't going to show up. You have to, um, you know, work longer hours past open to close time. You know, you, you have to put in that extra time, you know, where someone who's working a nine to five job, like, you know, they're working 40 hours and they have those set hours, you know, Monday through Friday, when you're owning your own business, you know, I have to work a weekend. I have to, um, cover shifts Mm -hmm. for people. You know, I think before this, before this, when I did have to work a real job, like I, called in sick on a nice day, you know, or I, my car broke down. I'm sorry. I was 20 minutes late or, you know, made those ridiculous excuses, you know, and what I didn't realize and like think ahead of, which was that like, someone has to cover for me. Someone has to, you know, take, take those shifts. And that somebody is you sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't get to just like, mess around all day. Maybe 50, 60 years from now, if I'm owning a great, you know, outstanding business, maybe I can go out and play golf for tennis or, you know, Mm -hmm. take the afternoon off and have those opportunities. But when you're opening a new business, it's a grind. Yeah. I think that, um, the other thing is, is you're responsible for the livelihood of the business. So when you're an employee, um, you can clock in and clock out. And from whenever you clock out to when you have to clock back in, you don't have to put much thought into the business where when you're uh, owning a business, when you are clocking in and clocking out, uh, after you clock out, you still are kind of on the hook for the business. And I think that that's what's tough. There's the ups and the downs. There's the good and the bad that comes with owning a business. I, I don't think either of us would say, hey, that means, you know, working, you know, every day but Christmas, but, you know, you still are responsible for um, maintaining the store even when you're not there. Yeah, I think the big word with that is is responsibility. Our dad told that everybody wants to be in charge until you actually are in charge. And that's one of those things that everybody wants to be in charge. Everyone wants to be able to make their own schedule until they're in the position to do that and they have to cover shifts that can't be covered or they have to work on Christmas Eve. It's one of those things that, you know, Mm -hmm. even my friends, 
right now, I mean, I, we're you and me are both very young, and I I think that that's one of those things that even my friends have a hard time with. That like, oh, it's a Saturday afternoon. Why can't you come hang out? It's like, well, like I'm responsible mm-hmm. for this business, and I at this point cannot come and hang out with you because you know something 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 happened, or you know, hey, mm-hmm. let's you know. Can you like even if I made plans like I have plans tonight <laughs> to go somewhere I might not be able to go because I have to do this or this or this because work doesn't shut off when uh-huh. the store closes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so right, next misconception is that you will be swimming in money fast. Um, I think we hear some some quick success stories and. There are some of those people that, you know, happen upon a gold mine. Um, but I don't think that that's an accurate depiction of what actually is owning a small business. Um, I think that there are um, businesses that it takes a while to build it up and then all of a sudden it becomes something great. And, you know, maybe you could sell it or it gets acquired or and you are able to make a lot of money off of it but you probably would will be taking a pay cut for when you open up a business you know it's and it's not going to be you know um you're not going to be rolling in the dough quickly and so i think that's just something that you have to accept and understand um you need a budget for you need to anticipate um and you hear stories about, you know, I started in this spot and now we have 300 employees. It's like, great. But remember, they had to start in a spot, which means they didn't just stay there for a day or for a week. It probably took them a little bit of time to gain the, to gain the clientele to get where they are today. So I think that's just something that you need to prepare for. And that's not something new. That's not something that is secret. It's just something that you have to be willing to say, okay, I am that person, you know? Um, Cause when you want to start a business, you think it's a great idea and you think you're going to be immediately successful. Um, and I hope you are successful and I hope that that doesn't happen to you. Um, but you need to be, um, I don't want to say, okay, like you're satisfied with it, but you need to not panic if you're not immediately rolling in the dough. I think the, what society feels like from the outside looking at businesses and owning a business big or small is that it's a, it's a linear line from start to end. And I don't, I want that to be part of this, this misconception is that there's, it is not a linear line. It is an up and down roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And there might be months where you don't make money. There might be months where you do make money. Like it's not a linear line. Money is not a linear line when you are owning a business because the money has to go other places first. And that's just, that's just part of it. Like there's no way around that. So what would you, what would you, what's another misconception that you think? Um, um, another misconception I think about owning a business. I, I, we, we pick these misconceptions based on our own feelings. <laughs> so my, my big, one of my big ones was that I was super excited that I didn't have anyone to answer to. Like I was the top of the hierarchy. I didn't have to answer to anybody else. I didn't have to like respond to anybody else. I, you know, n- nobody told me what to do. I got 
to be the one to tell myself what to do and tell others what to do. And I, I'm putting, making that a misconception because not only do I, as the top of the hierarchy have to answer to like clients, I kind of feel like I have to answer to employees in a way in the sense that I am creating an environment that I feel like is best for them and making decisions that are best for employees and how they're responding to things and making, you know, different pricing choices or the way I handle customer service or any of that. Like, yes, I have nobody to answer to and I get to make my decisions, but my decisions are being dictated by the clients Um, and at the same time, I mean, there's pros and cons to being the top of the hierarchy. And a con is that I have nobody to send people to like my employees, when they're having a customer service issue, they just say, well, let me send you to the owner or let me send you to the manager. When you're the top of the hierarchy, like you don't have to answer to anybody, but you are the top. All of the problems come to you and you are the problem solver. So I don't know how if that's a good thing or a bad or a bad thing. I think that it's just what it is. <laughs> you know, I think that that's just part of the job description for being an owner is you don't have to answer to anybody, but you do have to answer to if we want to use a business term, you have to answer to the stakeholders, which uh, basically means you just have to answer to the people that have stake in your company, which is the business term of, you know, that's your customers, that's your employees. Um that's your suppliers. That's, you know, that's just basically anybody that's tied into your business you have to answer to. And I think that maybe some, you know, hip business thing would be you don't have to answer to it. You can dictate your own way. When ultimately, I think that in order to have your business run smoothly, you do have to have a pulse on your stakeholders. That's such a better way to put it. Thank you. I, I really <laughs> thank you. I knew what I was trying this, to say, but it just didn't come out the way that I thought it would. So thank you. <laughs> this point is brought to you by Maryville University's <laughs> Masters of Business Administration program. Woo! Uh, we have online and please don't cut class. any of this out. <laughs> All right, sir. Bring it to the next one. What else do you got? Okay, so my next point is that you can just wing it and everything will be fine. This is just an encouragement. I encourage you to take the time at the beginning to determine who your customer base is, um, what you want to do as a company, what services you want to provide, um, what you want to price it at. Everyone says fake it till you make it, you know. I would say you're going to, no matter how much you prepare, you're going to be faking it until you make it. But you do need to you do need to prepare. You need to have a destination that you at least need to know you're going towards. And I would even say when it comes to taking care of employees and interacting with them, you can't really wing it. Um, you need to have a plan set forth on how to manage your employees when that comes to. Um, so, for example, there was a term that I learned this part is brought to you by Belmont University's Bachelor's of Business Administration <laughs> program called Management by Walking Around, which basically means you walk around to your, customer, to your employees and you ask, how are you doing? You manage by just interacting with them. All right, I'm going to do that. I hardly did that when I was um, at Celsius. And um, that's why I say you've got to have a plan because 
if that's what you think is best, you know, how, how, um, I think that that's encouraging as an employee when you're, when your boss just goes, how are you doing today? You know, how's your husband? How's your wife? How are your kids? You know, I heard that, or you told me about the baseball games that your son had this weekend. How'd that go? You know, it's like, you're taking a genuine interest in them and that just builds the, um, that builds the influencer. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. That helps uh, keep the business strong just because you're interacting with your employees. But you have to, unfortunately, plan it. Um, and that sounds cliche, but if you are not cliche, but that sounds disingenuous. But I think if you genuinely are trying to interact with your employees, and you're like, I know I really actually want to build this company and I want to take interest in my employees. You have to plan it. And it's similar probably to knowing that when you're in a dating relationship, you got to plan. I'm going to have to call my significant other tonight. You know, if that sounds disingenuous or I need to send them a text later. It's like, no, but that's just what it takes. And if you genuinely want that to happen, you don't have to feel guilty about that. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us into our last misconception of when you are starting a business and owning a business. Um, most people, or at least we did, we thought that we had to do it alone. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. we did have our help. We did have our dad guiding us, but I think one of the greatest things that you and I did was at the time you and I were both living in St. Louis, we flew to Dallas and in a day and a half, we went and visited cryotherapy places and we took notes on what we liked, what we didn't like. We talked to the business owners, you know, about what worked for them, what didn't work for them. You know, I think that was one of the greatest things we did is we reached out and we asked for help and we asked, you know, how other people failed and asked for advice so that we didn't do the same failures, but we were being super safe by going to a completely different state. So I would say, it's kind of hard to probably talk to the competition in your own city, but if you travel, go stop into a place that's similar to your business and ask them questions. Um, you know, you might, you might meet your mean owners, but if you're in another city or another state and they know you're not competition, they would probably love to talk about their company. You know, they would love to say, Hey, try this, try that. Cause you know, they want, I would say basic human nature is we want each other to succeed. So they're not going to try to steer you the wrong way that, you know, I'm going to, I'll give you an example of um, our uncle and cousins help run a um, bar and grill in Salina, Kansas that make pizzas, you know, shout out, shout, shout out, out blue sky. The blue sky. that's right. Um, and you know, if they traveled to a place in New York or St. Louis and went in and said, hey, you know, tell me about how you guys make pizzas. You know what? Tell me about a recipe you guys make, you know, or hey, what about this? What about that? You know, birds of a feather flock together. So they would be like, oh, my goodness, let me tell you about my pizza. Or I've been trying this or I've been trying that. Like we, they would love to exchange ideas. And then when it comes to being um, people in your own city. Just find other small businesses that are, um, they don't even have to be your competition. You know, ask them like, hey, how are you guys doing in the marketing field? You know, what are you guys doing for, how do you guys get, reach your lead? Just ask those questions to them. It, you know, and the same thing for yourself, you know, you probably have 
information that would be valued by other small businesses because you begin that conversation. Tell me about how you guys are doing marketing. Oh my goodness, we're doing this. Okay, well, have you tried this? Or, oh my goodness, I was searching online. I found this company that does exactly this and we're using it. And then they look into it and you guys can help build each other up. So Ben, what is, to sum it all up, what is our one good idea that we want to leave everybody with? Ask for help. Yeah. Ask for ideas and you'll be surprised at what could come out of it. On the other end, be open to being asked for help as well. All right. So that wraps up one good idea. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have any questions about cryotherapy or running a small business, please ask us questions. We would love to talk to you about it um, because we've lived it. This is now what we do. Um, or what Maddie does. I shouldn't say we anymore. (laughs) This is what Maddie does now. And so please ask us questions. Let us give you advice and in turn, give us advice. We, like we said at the beginning, we are not experts. We are, um, Maddie, you are 27 now. You're 27 and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to turn 25 in October. Let's have a conversation. Please talk to us. We would love to be able to chat. We would love to learn as well. So absolutely. So hope you guys enjoyed this sibling chat. We'll be back next week and we hope you guys will join us. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. I hope you got some great information on tips and misconceptions on how to start a business. This podcast is for you. So if you have any ideas of what you want us to talk about, please reach out to us through email or through social media, and we'll see if we can get it onto a podcast. If you like our podcast, please subscribe. And if there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. I hope you make a difference today, and I hope you have a good rest of the day also.